I am Plato on the line in Vancouver, British Columbia at thecommentary.ca. The folks over at Some Assembly Theatre Company are presenting the world premiere of a new play, The Waitlist Experiment. Its writer and director, Valerie Methot, joins me again to talk about the production, uh, what it's about, and what audiences can expect at the Roundhouse Performance Centre, 181 Roundhouse Muse, April 29th to May 3rd. The two evening performances on the 29th and uh, 30th are free. Visit uh, someassembly.ca for reservations. And the other two performances, actually four performances on the second and third day shows, are for school groups. I'll get Valerie to tell us more about uh, the show, the content that was born from uh, conversations had between uh, Metro Vancouver youth and industry professionals about the pressures they feel going through life on a regular basis, if you will, not to mention during a pandemic. There's a focus on mental health and addiction, and the show is both dramatic as well as comedic, with original music, movement, mask work, and visual design. Some Assembly Theatre Company is in its 22nd year, and I'll get Valerie to reflect on the mandate of the company and the tireless work she has done in the theatrical community as well as the city as a whole. Please uh, welcome back to the Plant Online program, Valerie Methot. Ms. Methot, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's nice to talk to you. Um, t- tell us about the, this new uh, play, the the waitlist experiment. I'm fascinated by by what you all tackle in the course of the play. <laughs> the waitlist experiment is a surreal play that takes place in a 36 foot wide, 16 foot tall eye, and the play promotes access to optimism for a post-pandemic future. Mm. And basically, eight youth who are on wait lists to see therapists have been recommended for this experimental pandemic peer support program Uh that takes place in this eye. And they don't really want to be at this program, but they've been recommended to be here by parents or their doctor or their therapist because they see that these youth are struggling. Mm -hmm. And so the youth are here. The program is facilitated by Iris, and we hear Iris, but we're not really sure where Iris is. And basically, when the youth are ready to face their fears, and really look at what's going on in their lives that's causing this fear, this 36-foot-wide eye pulls them in. What are the youth struggling with at the point that they're entering this space? So most of them are struggling with mental health. Uh Um, The pandemic has been so intense for all of us, and especially from what I can see, uh, vulnerable youth. It's, it's Youth have a lot of um, stuff that they're dealing with even without a pandemic sure, going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with the pandemic, it's just added so much uncertainty in their lives and I was having conversations with diverse youth last March, Mm -hmm. 
And a lot of them were talking about how they felt this pressure to try to envision their future. And most of them were saying it's hard for them to think about their future when basically it's a struggle to get through the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, it's um, something that, that you heard from you. If it's something that a lot of us heard from other people around us, um, sometimes ourselves when we're, we're thinking about, um, you know, we were, during the last two years we've been looking, I don't know, to, to the next thing, you know, the next announcement, the next the, the next time that re- restrictions would be revisited, for example. So it is kind of hard to think long term, especially when they all say that pandemics are the future for humanity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is, it is really tough. And for us, um, some Assembly Theatre Company, we have our COVID-19 safety plan in place. Uh-huh. And with the restrictions constantly changing, um, we've been pretty adamant to make sure that it's a safe space. For example, even with the list of the... Um, mandate on Mm -hmm. wearing masks in indoor spaces we've decided to continue wearing masks Mm. just because our show is opening in a couple weeks and we really don't want to take that added risk yeah yeah and that certainly has made the youth actors um feel a lot better and all the artists so yeah we're just trying um to really make sure that our project is a safe place for young people and also a healthy place using art um, and the many different formats that theater encompasses, Um, you know, with writing and acting and movement and music and visual design, all these artistic elements, we're using all them with youth, um, as a way for them to work through uh, mental health struggles that they might be experiencing. And you know what? It's a really good way for any of us um, who might not even be experiencing mental health struggles to just work through any challenges we might be experiencing or any thoughts that might be stuck inside of us. Art is just so awesome. Obviously, I'm super biased, but... <laughs> but, I've been do- yeah. doing this for so many years. I-, I can definitely say that you know it's a really um, powerful tool uh, in anyone's life. And and how much better our lives are when we we understand another person, and and especially when another person is having problems, um, just to have that empathy to to know what's going on in the wider world or our community. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally, because we're all different. Yeah. We're all unique individuals, and that's what makes life so wonderful and interesting. Yeah. And and it's okay to have different points of view. And, you know, that's a big thing about the work that we do, is that our script writing process is quite a long one, and it encompasses all of these diverse perspectives from diverse youth. And what I try to do as the playwright overseeing all the writing and working with the youth is to make sure that all these diverse voices are heard. Mm. Um, And definitely, like you say, um, when we connect and really hear 
what's going on from each other, then it just makes for a healthier community and just having more understanding um, really does make life easier. You alluded to the script writing process. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to know wh- when one goes to see the uh, waitlist experiment, uh, the 29th and 30th of uh, April. Um, what will they hear in terms of the dialogue between these eight youth that are in this space? So they'll hear um, the different backgrounds and the different challenges that they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And what's really awesome about the waitlist experiment is that Iris, who's facilitating this experimental pandemic peer support program, she gets right to the point. So, um, so you know, at the beginning of the program, she asks everybody to state their name, mm-hmm. um, why they're here, and then, you know, she she wants to know their fears. So she gets right to it, and uh, in doing so, it's uncomfortable, yeah. obviously, for any of us to admit our fears, but once we do, um, it's a lot easier to work through them. Mm-hmm. And this play is quite entertaining um, and funny uh, because... Um, a lot of these youth have really great senses of humor, and I'm super excited that it comes through in the writing. Yeah, yeah. And and with the acting, and we use masks. Masks are used to actually symbolize uh, the fears mm-hmm. that the youth characters are experiencing. And there's lots of movement in the play and there's original music that's incredibly moving that is both uh, recorded as well as performed live by some of the youth. So the audience is going to get really uh, moved, inspired. They're going to be entertained. And um, at the start, you know, with the characters not really wanting to be there and wanting to just isolate themselves, um, in watching the waitlist experiment, we're all going to experience a journey, and by the end of it, the characters aren't going to want to leave, actually. Mm-hmm. So it really has this um, statement at the end that when you are truthful mm-hmm. and honest with yourselves and honest with each other, then it is easier to connect to a point where uh, you can form this community and really work together and want to be with each other. As I was looking up uh, some Assembly Theatre Company um, uh, online just before we were chatting. Um, it's been around for 22 years, is that right? That's right. Have you been there since the beginning? I have. Well, what is it like, um, Valerie, to think about um, th- these past 22 years? I mean, the last couple of years have been a challenge for everybody, but, but looking back at it all uh, and thinking about all the work that you've done and, and the community that you've essentially created for, for a lot of people, um, I mean, it, it must be, you must have yielded something beneficial for yourself. I mean, otherwise you, you, you wouldn't have done it for as long as you have, right? 
Oh, totally. Um, I think back on when I first started some assembly theater company, and it was right after I finished my MFA in theater directing at UBC. Mm-hmm. When I was working on my thesis project, I wrote a play called Treated with Tango, and it honored my good friend who struggled and died of AIDS. Mm-hmm. And in working on that project, I developed an artistic methodology working using theater to work through trauma. And so I really wanted to... Um, tailored that methodology to work with youth. Um, My heart really goes out to young people. I know that for myself, when I was a youth, I was an at-risk youth, and it can be really, really challenging. And I'm super grateful that I made it through and that I'm alive today. I, I can relate to a certain point with these young people. So I bring a lot of empathy to this project. Mm. And each year, it's super uh, amazing because I learn from them. And I think that's why this project is so important to me, because there's learning two ways. The youth learn, I learn, the artists learn. Everything that's learned uh, is taken to the next new project. And, yeah, when I think about when I first started this project, it was at a time when the co-ops were just going up in Yaletown. So oh, there yeah. weren't really a lot of youth uh-huh. in the neighborhood. Right. And then eventually youth started to show up. A lot of these youth were newcomers, actually. And I learned a lot from them. And it took me several years to figure out my place in the project because there is quite a fine line between me being a facilitator and and also being a collaborator. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, each year definitely the company evolves. I keep learning. I just try to bring that to each project because it's super important to me that evolution does happen. Uh, with everyone involved, mm-hmm. and that we somehow inspire that to our audience. What, what you've described is such a marvelous way to think about mentorship. Because you know, I, I went into this conversation thinking, well, Valerie's been a marvelous mentor to, to so many people. But when you talk about learning from uh, the young people yourself, that working two ways, I think that's a wonderful way to look at not only mentorship in, in theater but in life itself. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And I just think that that's so important. You know, it doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter who you are. There's always something to learn from each other. And that can only happen when you're present. And that's another amazing thing about theater is that it forces people to be present in the moment. Um, And we start every rehearsal with warm-ups that help us be present. Um, So we do a lot of breathing together, actually. And that's all part of my methodology, because if we can't breathe together and be present together, then we cannot create together. Yeah. 
It's, it's a, a great way to look at life itself in, in, in that sense, yeah. Uh, Valerie, it's been such a pleasure to speak again. We'll, we'll all look forward to the 29th and, and 30th at the Roundhouse. Congratulations and, and break a leg, as they say. Uh, thank you. And there's still seats available. Mm-hmm. So for anyone who wants to see the play, just go to our website, somassembly.ca, and there's an event um, bright link on there. Oh, yeah. So people can reserve their tickets. It's free. It's super important to us that this play is accessible for the community. So it's free, and we want as many people to come out and see it. Thanks for this, Valerie. Thank you so much. A real pleasure to speak with you again. Visit someassembly.ca for more information on the waitlist experiment uh, and, of course, as, as some assembly theatre company. Valerie Methot, join me on the line from here in Vancouver. I'm Joseph Plato.